Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is a exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful relief. It's just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. So podcasts have really popped off in the last couple years and I feel like a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, Janine, how do I start a podcast? And I'm here to help you out today. So if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast, because I absolutely love podcasting. I think it is so fun and I think everybody should do it. So if you guys are interested in starting one, Spotify has a platform that lets you make one super, super easily. And even on the platform as well, they will distribute it everywhere for you. And then you can even earn money, which is so cool. It's all in one place and it's completely for free. It's called Spotify for podcasters. And here's how it works. So Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts literally right from your phone or your computer. It's super, super easy. So no matter what y'all setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. So don't feel like you have to have it all together to start one. You can start today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else that podcasts are heard. Also, what is so great is if you do want to have a video feature, video podcasts are available on Spotify and I have that on mine and I think it's just so fun and engaging for my audience to be able to see me on Spotify as well. So with Spotify for podcasters, you can even earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. So definitely check that out. And here is the best of all point of this. It is completely free with no catch. So ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just feel like it has been so engaging. I feel like I'm loving the options that that Spotify is giving me with Q and A's and polls and even having video. So I highly recommend you guys give it a try. Download the Spotify for podcasters app, or you can go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. You guys are going to love this. If you've been wanting to start it, this is your sign. Hey guys, welcome back to Happy and Healthy. It's Janine Amapola, and thank you for coming back to Happy and Healthy. 
I hope you guys have been loving my podcast thus far. Honestly, you guys, this has been such a blessing. I almost wish I started this podcast sooner because it's been so much fun. And I'm just seeing such good feedback from this, you guys. If you guys ever want to leave me a review, that would help me out so, so much. It really does help me out just with like the algorithm and everything. So if you are loving this podcast, please let me know in the reviews. For today's episode, I'm going to be speaking about identity with my friend Riley. We will be opening up with a prayer, which is not something I've done on this podcast yet, but I wanted just to show you guys how much we are praying for you and how much we pray that this episode helps you out. So I hope you guys enjoy today's episode and get a pen and paper because we hopefully have a lot of nuggets of truth for you guys. So enjoy. God, I just speak that you will be here in this podcast and that we will speak life and identity back into these girls or to these men that may Mm -hmm. feel lost or confused or like, I don't know who I am, Mm -hmm. that they will no longer say that the world gives them their identity, but God, you give them their identity and their purpose and their calling and their value and their worth. And we just say this in your holy, holy name. Amen. 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 (laughs) Woo. Okay. Well. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Janina Amapola. Welcome back to Happy and Healthy. This is a podcast where I just overall want to help people thrive in all aspects of life, whether that's mentally, physically, spiritually, or emotionally. And obviously, sometimes we get in just to random topics here as well about, you know, dating and my life and who I am. So for today's episode, I have a special, special guest, and her name is... Riley Soul. And Riley is an amazing, incredible friend of mine. Um, We've known each other for almost... No, I think it's been a year. Yeah. Maybe September? Uh Uh-huh. I think almost a full year, and Riley tells like a lifetime. I know we literally feel like we've known each other for so so long. It's just one of those friendships that when we met, it just clicked mm-hmm. instantly, and mm-hmm. I just knew God was like God was going to use this friendship, <laughs> and He is. So tell them a little bit about yourself, really quickly, just like why why you love what you do, what you do, everything. Yeah. Well, my name's Riley, and I am public speaker, but you're going to quickly detect an accent because I am from New Zealand. So I grew up on a farm there. We had horses and sheep and cows. It was so much fun. But I moved to L.A. two and a half years ago to do my master's in global leadership. At the end of this month, I finished that. So that's been crazy. But I love Jesus. I was that girl that would preach to her dolls and do an altar call and raise their hands. <laughs> I would I would have a little sermon that I prepared on a napkin and then that I would raise their hands and be like, who wants to give their life to Jesus? <laughs> I mean, meanwhile, my Barbies were over there having sex. So I'm not even kidding. One time my best friend's... <laughs> no. One time my best friend's mom walked up seriously. Like we we were like we were like ten. We were just figuring out like what sex was. We didn't we didn't even really know. All we thought was they just went under the blankets and like things just happened. So our Barbies were literally butt naked underneath the blanket and my best friend's mom walks in and she's like, Girls, what are you doing? And we're like, oh, uh, oh, oh we like throw the Barbies apart and we're like, they were just playing. Like we literally didn't know what to say and it was so embarrassing. So that was my childhood versus Riley's childhood. <laughs> Very different, but God redeems us all. He does. Thank God he redeemed me. Even the Barbies. God yeah, redeemed. the Barbies will be in heaven one day, hopefully too. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to add or? No, well, I write a blog called Journal of a 24-Year-Old Virgin, 25 now, and just a space to talk about sexuality and what does that look like and what decisions we make on that. 
And then one of my best guy friends and I run a singleness ministry called Riley and Riley. And we just wanted to create a space to empower singleness because there's a lot about marriage. Yes. There's marriage conferences and mm-hmm. books, but who's writing for the singles? Yeah, us and- single people need that. <laughs> and it's 50% of America are singles. Mm-hmm. So. Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't know that. And there's not enough narrative and promotion and empowerment when it comes to yes. living a healthy, thriving single life. Amen. And that's actually why I just did my podcast with Meredith called The Importance of Singleness. So you guys can go check that out as well. But that's a little bit about Riley. So yeah, we've been friends for a while and I just really feel like God put her in my life for a reason because we both are, you know, strong believers. We love to speak identity back into young women. Um, People obviously like of all, you know, we love to speak identity over people just period. It doesn't matter like your background, if you're a guy or a girl or whatever, where you live. But I think mainly for me, I think my calling is young women. And would you say that's kind of your yeah, thing too? Yeah, same, 100%. Yeah, because I feel like within middle school, high school, those are like some of the most crucial formative years and even college. And I went through, you know, I definitely need to do a testimony video or a podcast, but I went through some pretty crazy things that really attacked my identity. And the reason why we wanted to talk about identity is because I personally feel identity shapes everything. It shapes the way you see yourself, the decisions you make, how you let people treat you, how you treat other people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it really shapes so many different things in our lives, which is why we wanted to speak about identity. Okay, so let's get into identity. What would you say identity is? Well, I feel like our culture is very much... Identity is core part of who you are. And yet, I was just thinking about this. You go to a party. What's one of the first questions you're asked? What's what your you name? Oh. What's your name and yeah, what, what do you do? Yeah, for sure. Because we live in an accomplished and achievement-obsessed world. Mm-hmm. And, like, we often, people often get their identity from a few things. The first is, I am what I have. It's your cars. It's your house. It is, I am what I do. I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. Mm -hmm. It is, I am what I want, what I want sexually, what I want in life. Or it is, I am what I wear. And like even in LA, we live in LA and people are just obsessed with fashion. And it's more than something that keeps your body warm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You walk into a room and you identify someone because of what they wear. Right. Or you identify someone because of what they say Mm -hmm. or what job they have. And therefore, that in changes the way that you interact with that person. Totally. And that's what's so scary is that we place our identity so strongly into these things by, you know, even what college did we go to? What Mm. family were we raised in? What neighborhood were we raised in? What city do we live in? A lot of people think I am my Lamborghini. Not that you're literally thinking this, but like Mm -hmm. these are kind of Overall, when you see yourself and when you pull up to, you know, say someone's house and they see you have a Lamborghini and they're like, oh my gosh, what a nice car. Yeah. That makes you feel so good because you're like, they associate me with this Lamborghini and that I have money and that I am successful. And therefore mm-hmm. that makes me feel really freaking good about myself. Mm-hmm. But what happens when that Lamborghini gets wrecked? Yeah. What happens when that Lamborghini gets crashed? What happens mm-hmm. when that boyfriend leaves? Mm-hmm. What happens when... You know, maybe you for some reason go broke. Maybe you um, become divorced and you place all your value and your identity into that marriage and what that marriage gave you. And that's where I think we want to come in and speak about identity is because if we place our identity in the wrong things... Yeah, that's the danger zone. Yeah. If, if our identity is in that and there's the potential that you might lose that and there, you're also... Why it's dangerous is because you're putting a whole lot of worth 
and value and security in Mm -hmm. that. But I think of the story of how Jesus, like, he's living his life. He's a carpenter. He's just, he hasn't done any public ministries or miracles. And yet there's that moment when he's baptized and God declares from the heaven, like, this is my son who I very much love. Mm. And I love that moment because God's declaring his love publicly for his son, yet he hasn't even done anything publicly that you would say, oh, wow, look at that. Mm -hmm. And why I say that is because I had to go through this process of learning that my identity, yes, there are other things that could be tied to my identity, but the core of my identity is being God's beloved daughter. Yeah, amen. And I think, you know, what is so scary and what can be hard is that especially if if you've grown up in the church, like both Riley and I have, we've been Christians our entire life, you constantly hear these things over and over and over. You're a daughter of the king. You're Mm. a child of God. You are loved. You are, I mean, they become almost this like Bible babble. It's like, it's just a, you know, a sign in your house that says daughter of the king, or it's just (laughs) a scripture you've written, or it's a necklace you wear, but you don't really believe it. You know, you can go all day long and say, yeah, I'm a daughter of the king. I'm the daughter of the king. But if you don't, actually Mm -hmm. believe it and and enthrone yourself with that Mm -hmm. then like you know you won't be able to fully walk out your purpose and calling in some sense because you're believing a lie about yourself you're you're believing a half truth and I think that's personally for me where I saw a massive significant change in my life is when I actually started believing that this is what I'm entitled to. This is mm-hmm. what God has for me. This is my calling. This is my purpose. And these are for me. These are God's promises to me. And God doesn't ever break a promise. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to identity, if if you're on this mission like us to accept our identity as a beloved daughter or son of God, then there's two parts of it. One is accepting and two is becoming. Mm. So like just a great example is like, let's say someone gets married. That moment they get married, like I get married, I become a wife. I accept my role as a wife, but also become a wife. That first day that I'm married, I'm not going to be the perfect wife ever, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to attempt and proactively become a good wife. Yeah. And so there's two parts that we look into it. Like you were born, the moment you were born, God was like, I love you so much. You are my daughter. That is your identity. Your identity is in Christ. But it's also that becoming that. Right. That's so good. And and I think even... Um, you know, I was listening to a sermon. Um, it's from Jonathan Pakluda. If you search like the porch, there's sermons about identity. And while I was prepping for this, I listened to one. And honestly, sometimes we don't even, it's not even just putting our identity in like what we drive, what we wear, what we do. While that can be very dangerous, but sometimes we even put our identity in our past. That mm. our past defines who we are. Our past defines our future. So that we always say, you know, all I'm ever going to amount to is I'm just the bar girl. I'm just the party girl. I'm just the sorority yeah. girl. I'm the girl that had an abortion. I'm the girl that was divorced. I'm the girl that, um, I don't know, you fill in the blank what that is for mm. you. Because a lot of people think that your future and your present current situation can't be rewritten Mm -hmm. just because of who your past was, just because of the decisions you made. And that is contrary to the gospel that God says, you know, as far as the East is from the West, you are forgiven. I don't remember those sins any more. So even our identity can be placed so strongly in our past that we just keep living in the past, living in the past that that's all we think will ever amount to. But that's, that's not the gospel. Like it says that we are a new creation, that the old is gone and that the new has come. Mm -hmm. And your new identity is I am a daughter of the King. I am, he's given me a new heart. I am a new creation. And Mm -hmm. so you don't have to marinate on the past anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so beautiful about the gospel. 
Yeah, and it's like, you know, when when you have that moment where you give your heart to God, it's like all of a sudden you once were an apple tree and then he makes it and changes it into an orange tree. And so what I mean by that is we can't expect the old to produce what it used to. We have Mm. to have an expectation that God's producing something new in you. And like what Janine was saying before is so good is that you are not your past. Mm -hmm. And I remember I really struggled that because in 2004, our family survived a tsunami on an island off the coast of Thailand. And there weren't a lot of survivors, 280 thousand people died we had to run for our lives and I remember thinking to myself going back to New Zealand and I was known as the tsunami survival girl Mm. but that wasn't my identity that even when people name it to you and even when you call yourself that that you are still not that thing that Mm. you are what God calls you and that's about creating space so that you can hear the voice of God more than you hear the voice of yourself or more than you hear the voice of others Mm, that is so so good and I think yeah kind of the same thing for me a little bit of like whenever you know I meet a new group or someone introduces me to someone they always say oh this is Janine the YouTuber oh this (laughs) is the influencer I was telling you about this is the blank and sometimes it's frustrating because I'm like I just want to be Janine like I just want to be hey this is my friend Janine not Janine the YouTuber not Janine the influencer not Janine the podcaster because that's not my identity those are things I do those are things I love to do but again it's like if those were to be ripped away if God were to say Janine I want you to quit YouTube podcasting influencing for the rest of your life perfect okay God yeah that's gonna be terrifying don't get me wrong but because that's not my identity then I will be okay and if I trust that my identity is in the Lord and I say God you take care of my identity you take care of my purpose you take care of my future and I don't place my value my worth into these things then I will be okay because when they leave God is still my anchor Mm-hmm. He is my anchor, not my podcasting, not my YouTube, not my influencing, mm-hmm. not right. even my church or where I live, nothing, because God is mm-hmm. my rock and my anchor. Mm-hmm. And I think it says um, in Hebrews, um, firm, stead, I should find that verse. <laughs> let me let me look that up really quickly because it's such a good one. Okay, so this is the scripture that I wanted to share with you guys really quickly. It is Hebrews 6.19. It says, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. And that's just where, like, I think we should be putting our identity and our Mm -hmm. hope and our trust is in that anchor because it is firm. Mm -hmm. It's for our souls and it is secure. So when everything else leaves, um, that your identity isn't placed in an item or a job title or, you know, the amount of money you you have in your bank account. So just being careful. So Mm -hmm. that would just be what I would say. And like, I was just thinking this is a super random analogy, but the idea that my hair is naturally curly, but when I straighten it, in that moment it's straight, but it mm-hmm. is curly. Mm-hmm. So like, there's moments in my life when I might act like something else, like I might go to a party and get super drunk, or like, go and do something that I don't approve of, I'm acting like that in that moment, but truly my hair is curly. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like, yeah. the original design was for it to be curly, but there are moments when I straighten it. So, like, there's moments in your life when you might go act and be or, you know, process something different than what you are, but you're truly a daughter of God. Whether you're acting like it or not, whether my hair is straight or not, it's curly. That's its original design and purpose. That's such a good analogy. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Man, when God speaks to Riley, he speaks to Riley. I, I tell you, that's so, so good. 
Well, I just wanted to share this like vision that I I had like a little about a few months ago, and it was like this vision of imagine. So imagine you're in an art gallery and you're staring at a painting, and there was in this vision there's a young woman and an older woman, and the older woman they're both sitting on this bench staring at this one painting, and the older woman turns to the young woman and says like what do you think of this painting? And the young woman says, you know, I don't like it. It's ugly. I don't like this color. Why did the artist choose that? And the older woman turns and says, so you didn't like my painting. Mm. And why I share that story is because when you downgrade, belittle, disregard the art, you do so to the artist. Mm. And that's why we have to be careful of the things that we're calling ourselves in our thoughts. Yeah. Because when we do so to our us, we also do so to God. He created you and like... It probably hurts him when we look in front of the mirror. Like this morning I had this moment. I woke up and I looked in front of the mirror and I I said to myself something really mean about my body. Mm. And then I continued. And two minutes later I was like, wow, that was really mean. Like I was mean to me, the art, which was created by God. And so I went back in front of the mirror and said sorry to my body. Girl, that's so powerful. And I was like, body, I am so sorry. And God, I am so sorry. Because you don't make mistakes. And you never had. And I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And that was a moment of re-reminding myself, re-reminding myself of who I was. That I'm not those things that I had said in the moment. I'm the things that God declares over everyone through his word and through the relationship he has with you. That's so good. And, And that's actually something one of my friends taught me growing up was the same thing. And she was like, when you look in the mirror and you tell yourself you're ugly, you're fatty, or whatever, she's like, you're basically saying, God, you messed up, and mm-hmm. I want to do over. Mm-hmm. When God's like, whoa, 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 like, I don't make mistakes. Like, yeah. what, do you, what do you mean? Like, I made you exactly the way that I wanted to make you. So that's so, so good. Um, but yeah, maybe, you know, and it's something I also wanted just to remind you guys is like, you know, Riley and I have made strides to kind of get to yeah. where we are, but that doesn't mean we don't slip up. Like, just how Riley confessed that today. Like This is this morning. Yeah, and I still do that all the time. So we don't want to sit here on an elevated, pretentious platform and say, well, we have this all figured out and we know our identity and we blah, blah, blah. Like, so sucks to be you if you don't know. <laughs> like, we don't want to come from that. No. We basically want to say, like, we know what you feel because I have been there, you guys. Like, I don't think I was walking out my full identity and really knowing my identity until like even after college. And that's Mm -hmm. why I made so many dumb mistakes is that there's this saying and it's so freaking true and cliche, but it's we accept the love that we think we deserve. Yeah. And so I know that's like from that movie Perks of a Wallflower, but it is so, so true because the way that you see yourself, the way you see your identity is the exact correlation and and it's basically... I'm trying to think how to phrase this. The way you see yourself and the way you see your identity is how you will let others treat you and how you will treat yourself. Yeah. Because if you think poorly about yourself, if you think, oh, I'm stupid, no one loves me, I'm not even worthy of this, Mm -hmm. Um, I deserve the treatment that guy gave me, then you're just going to keep letting that happen because you don't know your true identity and your value. Mm -hmm. So what changed for me, what flipped for me in my mind is I was like, okay, whoa. If I am a daughter of the king, if I have high value and high worth, and I'm not just a piece of trash, I am Mm. not just garbage, I have purpose, I'm not just going to let this guy abuse me, I'm not going to let that person walk over me, I'm not going to accept less than because that's not God's best for me. So Mm -hmm. once you start instilling that worth and that value back into yourself, you don't accept less than God's best for you because 
you're like, heck no, I'm not going to let my body, which is a temple, be mistreated and be used by this guy just for his simple gratification, his instant gratification. Mm -hmm. Heck no. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just where the identity comes in because it really changes the way you see yourself and, and how you walk and you live and how you treat others and treat yourself and speak to yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like when we act like that, we're, we're forgetting who died for us and how much was paid for us. That if we were the only person on earth that Jesus would die for you, do you know that? Do you know that he would go through all that pain just for you mm. and that he paid all that just for you and he would do so again? Wow. And I think that we have to remember that, that there, our life was not cheap. It was worth a mm. whole nother life. From a person who never sinned, from a perfect person, like they say, the lamb, that Jesus would do that for you. Wow. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. I'm like, why would he pick me? (laughs) I know. I'm so messed up. I'm like, Jesus, why would you do that? But that's how much he loves us, you guys. It's like he would do it for you and solely you. And that's such a powerful reminder. Thanks for saying that, Riley. Something else that I think is um, really important is that because identity is so much because of our name our names matter so much that's why God's picked such special names for people in the Bible he changed Abraham from Abram to Abraham because names Mm. have so much value and worth and my name for example my name means means God is gracious do you know what your name means my name means valiant oh see names have importance Mm -hmm. and so um not only does God know that but who else knows that Satan. The enemy. The enemy. <laughs> oh, I want to punch him sometimes. He makes Same. me so mad. Right hook. <laughs> uh. Riley's a kickboxer. She would just, she would freaking just punch him right him. in the face. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> but because Satan knows identity is so important, yeah. that's why he comes for it first and foremost. That's Great. why he tries to attack it so much. Is because it is such an important thing of where everything stems from, everything flows from. Your mind, it says in the Mm -hmm. Bible, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Mm -hmm. What you think about yourself, the way you see yourself, what your identity Mm -hmm. is, is what you will become and what you will act out. And so as you're thinking about yourself, you have to start speaking this identity and this calling over yourself. I am a child of God. I am worthy. I am valuable. I do have a purpose. I do have a calling. I am not the bottom, but I am the top. Mm -hmm. Speak these things over yourself because that's where Satan's going to come in and say, oh man, like, I can't believe you would ever create a social media account that talks about God. No one even cares to hear what you have to say anyway. It's always these like nasty little lies that he will come towards your identity so that you're like, oh, I'm going to be quiet. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to delete that account. I'm going to run and hide. He always wants you to run and hide and to be full of shame and guilt where God's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. I I have godly conviction for you. I'm here to set you free. I do have a purpose for you. I'm going to use you. Your past is not your present. It's not your future. Mm-hmm. And God always wants to speak life into that. Mm-hmm. And so something that my friend Nick Brandt said, that he is such an incredible speaker. We were doing the Zoom call together. He was just reminding us that, you know, in the very beginning of the Garden, Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve um, were aware of their shame and their guilt when they were naked, all of a sudden that, that came in and they were like, oh my gosh, we're naked. And they started to hide. They started to run away. And who told them that? Who told them that they were naked and afraid and should be shameful and hide? Yeah. Satan did. Mm-hmm. When that wasn't really truly their, their true identity. God allowed them to walk around the Garden of Eden um, 
be naked because they they had nothing to be ashamed of. That was his original intention. But (laughs) Satan was like, no, you need to go run and and hide. So he came for their identity, came for who they were, and tried to bring in the shame and guilt. And God's like, who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you needed to be ashamed? Because Satan was like, I have to come for their identity and twist what God said about them because that's always what he does. And he will always continue to do that because Mm -hmm. Satan is not creative Mm -hmm. at all. And I love what you're saying, Jay, about like change your thoughts and you'll change your life. And a practical tool for those that are listening right now is when you're thinking something, ask yourself, would I say this to my best friend? Like, would I say what I'm thinking right now to Mm Janine? And if I wouldn't, then that's probably not a healthy thought. And that's just something like super easy to remember. And even though the study is really random, they did the study on plants and one plant they spoke negative words over and the other plant they spoke positive words over. And the one that got the positive words grew really quickly and the other one died. And if plants respond like that, imagine what our soul does. True. And so that's why it's so important to, like it says, take captive your thoughts. Mm -hmm. My mom says like 80% is awareness, 20% is change. So if you're even aware of your thoughts and how negative they might be, being, then that's the first step. And that's a huge step. Mm-hmm. And then from there you can change it. But the first step is, am I aware of what I'm thinking? Mm. Or another way of thinking is like, okay, if I took my thoughts and I wrote them down, what kind of story would I tell someone? Wow. Like, would my stories, would my thoughts actually bring someone closer to Jesus? Would they listen to my thoughts and be like, Oof. wow, okay, like, I want to love Jesus <laughs> too. Or they'd be like, oh, girl. That is so convicting. This is like, a therapist oh, number. I'm like, get out of my brain. I don't want you guys to know what's in here. No one needs to know. <laughs> but the Bible has so much to say about your thoughts. Like, when it comes to lust and what you're thinking. Like, it says a lot about what you're thinking. And it Very wants true. you to take captive of your thoughts. Because if you change your thoughts, you change your life. Amen, sister. So good. (laughs) So something else I wanted just to add really quickly is just being careful of following your feelings and making that to be your identity. Because I think a lot of times people chase their feelings and that becomes their identity. Like our our feelings are real, but they're not always reliable. That's always Mm -hmm. what the porch says. Like, yes, your feelings are real, but they're not necessarily reliable. So just because I feel like a millionaire today doesn't mean that I'm a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So just being careful as well of just like our feelings overall. Now that's a whole nother podcast, whole nother thing. But just being being careful that you're not being led by your feelings yeah, and that that's not what is causing your identity. Because again, feelings are up and down, up and down, up and down, especially mm. being a girl. Yeah. <laughs> when your hormones are up, God bless us all. When oh, you're on your period. It's a roller coaster. Oh, God bless anyone that's around you when you're on your period. It's like, is, what is she feeling? I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. She's confused. It's the four seasons in one day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining blood. I'm kidding. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But what you're saying is like, instead of your feelings informing your identity, your identity needs to form your feelings. Yes, And ma'am. so like, when you're in your feels, and you can, we know when we're in our feels, mm-hmm. remember that your feelings are like a wave. It might hit, it might strike, but it's gonna pass. Right. And so, it's really important that we don't make like, major life decisions. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, let's say, it's really late at night, and a guy texts you, and you're like, oh, I really wanna go. But you have to like, sit back, and let just 
take a moment, take your time, and make wise decisions take time. Yeah. And, like, you want to take it in a time when you're in a healthy position, in a healthy mm-hmm. place, and more working from peace and joy and all of those fruits of the Spirit rather than anger or lust or, like, mm. all the other things. That's so good. <laughs> and that's such a good example, too. Like, I was just thinking this. So... Say, okay, this is an example of identity versus feeling. So say a guy from the past that used to really hurt you, but you've always missed him and kind of had this weird attachment to him. He texts you or calls you out of the blue. Your feeling (laughs) is to be like, oh my gosh, I have missed this guy. I really want to talk to him because this would feel so good right now. But when you know your identity and you're like, okay, no, this guy has hurt me. Yeah, it may feel good instantly to talk to him, but my identity and I know my worth, he is not worth my time because Mm -hmm. he's going to cause me more confusion and more hurt and more pain. Mm -hmm. So protecting my peace and my identity, I'm not going to cave into this. So I'm not going to follow my feelings and I'm going to let my feelings, like you were saying, be informed by Mm -hmm. my identity. So that's, I think, more of a practical Mm -hmm. um, example for you guys. And in that moment, call a friend. Be like, yo, I really want to go to this guy's house and yeah. be like, what do you think? Yeah, what should I do? Because when the enemy isolates us, he's got us. But oh, when we're in so community, true. good luck, enemy. Yeah. Like, we want to be surrounded. Like, I would call Janine and be like, hey, this guy, call me. What should I do? And I know she'll speak truth into me. Mm-hmm. And because she has so an good. outsider's perspective and she can help guide me because she loves me. Yeah, that's so, so good. And something else I just looked down at my, my pen and paper is that I think a lot of times we look at other people's identities other people's callings other people's lives and we're like why would like for example I think Riley is the most amazing writer and I've always been like dang like why didn't God bless me with the (laughs) ability to write like her but that is her purpose and her calling and her identity that doesn't Mm -hmm. take away from mine just because she has that doesn't mean that that's not part of my identity or my calling. Like, just because she is a, a talented public speaker and writer doesn't mean that God is like, well, you're the scum of the earth. He's yeah. like, I just have something different for you. So your identity is unique to you. And it's a, your calling is unique to you. So mm-hmm. don't be envious of someone else's identity and calling. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just the, the best thing you can start doing in these next couple months, seasons, years. It might take a while for you to start really take on this identity of who does God say that I am taking on how do I actually believe what God says about me it may not be an overnight fix because it sure as heck wasn't for me Um, but it's again it's a day-by-day thing of taking up your cross daily and saying God I want to know my identity and my calling and having friends speak that into you when I see myself less than Riley is right there to speak that right back into me the truth of who God says I am and just what she was saying of like would you say the same things you said to yourself? Would you say this to your friend? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Riley does to me. She'll call me out of my BS and be like, that's not who God says you are. Mm-hmm. And that's so important to have that. Yeah, and comparison kills creativity. And mm. so while we're trying to create in this world, that's what we were created to do by, by a creator. The moment we start comparing ourselves, our creativity is like limited. And so it's just as Janine was saying, like God has a unique plan for you and your plan is perfect for you. And if you try to do something else, you're doing something that you weren't created to do because God created you uniquely. Mm-hmm. And so also, like, when I see Janine being successful, like, I'm like, heck yeah, when she yeah. rises, the kingdom rises. Yeah. So, like, if a, a win for her is a win for me. But that took me a while to get there because yeah. I used to be in the place of being like, dang, she got it. I wish I was more like that. Right. But instead, I can be like, she got it? Heck yeah. That means I and we as yeah. a community will eventually win. That's so good. And that's when you know I feel like you're really secure in who you are in your identity. Yeah. I really do. Because that way you're not coveting and being jealous of someone else's 
path. Like you're mm-hmm. like, that is so good for them, but I know I have my own and God's still going to use me regardless. So I think that is so awesome. And I feel the exact same way about Riley. Um, and I think one more thing I wanted just to say that I, you know, I had written down is that because, you know, Satan knows how important identity is to God, mm-hmm. he will also try to alter the way that you see God. He'll alter, um, mm-hmm. he attacks your image of God and he'll also attack your image of the way God made you. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if God can't attack you, then he'll try to attack the way that you see God. Because if you think that God is is trying to rip you off or that he's not a good God, then you can't really fully have your identity in him because you're like, well, mm-hmm. he's a bad God. He doesn't care about me. Um, it's his fault that I don't have blessings. It's his fault that, you know, there was this earthquake. And so he'll try to ruin your image of God because that way you won't put your full hope and trust in your identity in God. Yeah. And that's where we need to be very careful of, you know, do we have doubt in God and why is that? Why is that? Because that's where Satan can work as well is in the unbelief and the doubt. And I saw this thing on Instagram the other day and it was like religion. Oh, I screwed up. My dad's going to be so mad at me. Relationship. Oh, I screwed up. I need to run to my dad. Mm. And so I think that when we're when we feel like we've screwed up, where are you running to? Are you running to the world or are you running to God? And if you're running to God, that's a good sign that you're believing in a really good, caring, loving God. But one of my mentors says like the most important question to ask yourself is who do I believe God to be? Mm. Do I genuinely believe in a good, good, kind, loving, intimate God who wants to have a relationship and who is love? Or do I believe in a God who's up in heaven, like on a throne and yells at me and judges me? Because that's that's not God. Mm. And so when we screw up, where are you running to? And that shows you what kind of God you believe in. Wow, that's so, so good. Another thing that I just popped in my mind is that there's this quote that was like, um, it's not about who you are. It's about whose you are. Oh. And that just popped my mind. I was yes. like, dang, that's fire. <laughs> because, yeah, like who you are matters. Obviously, yes. But it doesn't matter again, like we were saying. it's. Please hear me when I say this. It's not bad for you to have a nice car. It's not yeah. bad for you to wear nice things. It's not bad for you to want a successful job or to mm-hmm. want money. But, again, to not place your identity in those. Mm-hmm. But... That it's not, it's, so it's good to know, okay, who am I? But it's first and foremost important to know whose am I? Yeah. And I am a child of God. Mm-hmm. I am a daughter of the King. That is first and foremost who I am. And that will shape mm-hmm. everything that I do. Because mm-hmm. if I'm a child of God, then I want other people to know that they are also a child of God. So that my purpose and calling everywhere I go will be, I want others to know this identity in Christ And um, that's why I talk about God so much on my platform and everything that I do because I can't be silent about it. When he has changed my life and changed who I am and the way I see myself, like I said, it affects every decision you do. So even though like sometimes I'm like, okay, today in this podcast episode, I'm not going to talk about God. I'm going to talk about a normal thing. But I can't help it because, it again, it shapes everything you do. It shapes the way I see myself and everything. And that's why, like, when I now know, like, whose I am, it affects who I am. Mm -hmm. And you're not, I love that saying, you're not a human doing, you're a human being. Mm. And, like, we love accomplishments, acquiring things. But, like, first and foremost, as she was saying, if you know who you are being and who you are, whose you are then the other good things can come out of it but what happens is when we put all our identity in the car the job that we're getting we're giving more Mm -hmm. than we're getting from god and we have to go back to that place of like i know i'm god's daughter and if i lost 
everything in life that I'm still okay because yeah. he's got me. I know I'm in his hands. I'm not in my own hands. Yeah. Like who, whose control are you in? I would so rather be in God's control because when I am, life is good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine controlling my own life. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, we do. But like when I make myself <laughs> my own God, when I make myself uh, the controller and I put all my hope and faith in myself, pfft, that never, <laughs> ever goes well for me, ever. And that's why when I would make dumb decisions, it was because that's what I was doing. Mm. I was the God of my own stomach and my own desires, and mm. I wasn't making God my actual God. I was making myself my own God. And so that's where it gets really dangerous. <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start closing this out. Um, any other final notes before we go? Nope. I just, just remember your identity is first in God, and that's a process of first accepting and then becoming. Yes, ma'am. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really, really hope and we pray that this helped you out a little bit. We hope that, you know, even after this podcast, that this will maybe make you think a little bit more, that this podcast would linger a little bit more on your mind, and that you can start researching a little bit more. I would encourage you guys, Google verses about identity and listen to sermons about identity. Um, I'll list actually some below because I think in the description of this podcast, I can actually list sermons for you guys and scripture. So I'll have those listed for you guys. Um, and I really just pray this helped you guys out a little bit more because again, this is everything. It's very, very important. And yeah. God loves you so, so much. He just desires for you to know who he is and who he's called you to be. Um, and thank you so much, Riley, for joining me. Thank you for having um, me. Why don't you tell them really quickly what your Instagram is so they can find you. It's at Riley Sewell, R-I-L-E-Y-S-E-W-E-L-L, or it's RileySewell.com. Yeah, and I'll have that listed down below. And again, you can follow my Instagram. That's Janina Mapola and the Happy what? and Healthy podcast, which is just happy and healthy. And one last thing I want to say is to everyone who watches Janine and sees her life, this girl is the real deal. What you see oh. on Instagram is what you get in life. Oh. And she is absolutely incredible. A woman of God who is so kind. Like, I'll come over to her house, and she would have, like, cooked me a full meal, <laughs> breakfast, coffee, and she'll still be, like, running around and, like, making sure I'm, like, treated like a freaking queen. And yeah. so I just want to say that, like, when you see her and you admire her, she is a woman worth admiring. Mm. And so when you admire her, you've admired someone who is true and good and honest and pure. I'm going to cry. And beautiful. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Aw. Thank you guys so much much for listening and thank you for saying that that means so much wow i really appreciate that well we love you guys and i hope this blessed you and i will see you guys next tuesday for another episode stay happy and healthy yes. bye guys <laughs>